This is the Aftermarket Radio Network. Hey, welcome to uh, Apex 2022 here in the Apex studio. It's Carm Capriato again. I so love Apex and actually where we are right across from Joe's garage and in the studio, I have Jennifer Mahar, the executive director of TechForce. Jennifer. Hey, Carm. How you doing? I'm well, thanks. Good, good to see you. Yes, I have conference voice. It's a little deeper than normal, so please tolerate it because every time I go to a conference, you, my listener, knows that Carm loses his voice. Also with us is Lisa Evans, the Chief hey, hey. Development Officer at TechForce. Hi, Je- hi nice Lisa. Nice to be here. Thank Good. you. Thank you for coming. And a uh, really cool special guest, Keyshawn Smith. Uh, he's uh, he's in college. Young man in his early 20s. Man, glad to have you here. Thank you for having me. First time at Apex? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I love it. The event has been amazing. Um, I haven't been able to go over to SEMA yet because I've just been working at the on the Apex kind of side. But seeing all of these cars and all of these manufacturers, these parts, it just, you know, it's amazing and exciting to see, you know, for a young guy like me. Now, be careful. If you go to SEMA, you won't come back. Yeah, that's what I was. That's why I waited till the last day so I can spend the rest of my day over there. Please don't do that. Because I here's what I always say. If you earn your living in the automotive aftermarket, Apex is for you. SEMA's got the eye candy. Yeah. Oh, my. Yeah. You'll see things over there you you had no idea people do to their cars. It's like makeup for (laughs) your cars over there at SEMA, right? Hey, don't waste your tech's time while you start an RO from scratch. Dispatch faster so they get on with the repair with ShopWare's software-exclusive Expediter. Your staff saves time, works more accurately, and speeds up service on the web at getshopware.com. Hey, plan to be at Apex 2023, October 31st through November 2nd. Apex will build upon the incredible success of Joe's Garage, a full 10-bay working environment. If you earn your living in the auto service aftermarket, then Apex is for you. Hey, look, at we're here because there's a lot going on. There's a lot of sponsorships. Uh, we're bringing students here. Tech Force has been such a strong uh, force, uh, no pun intended, Jennifer, <laughs> on bringing the awareness to our industry about not only the technician shortage, but bringing up our youth into our industry and that awareness. And so uh, I'd love for you to tell me what's going on and how did the program come up? I think you've got a couple of sponsors helping you bring maybe 20 students here. Oh, we actually brought 50 students 50. yesterday from all over Nevada. But, you know, as a nonprofit, it's all about helping those aspiring young technicians be able to explore the career path, connect, network, find scholarships, find apprenticeships, jobs. It's kind of that pipeline to placement because, you know, we need them, but the students don't always know what they don't know. So trying to navigate that pipeline and make their careers happen, they need some help. And that's what the nonprofit tech force does. Did you have any idea how big this industry was until you got here? I had a general idea, but I did not know it was this big. Um, And then finding out that they've been doing Apex SEMA for a little over 80 years or something like that is incredible. Um, And that has grown every year. Um, They have new manufacturers, new companies come every year and bring this state-of-the-art technology to techs like me and companies that need it so badly. I didn't know it was this big. Are we a high-tech industry? We are more than just a high-tech industry. This this industry is everything that has to do with anything. And what I mean by that is for us to 
grow as, you know, people. We need food. We need shelter. We need transportation. And that's what this industry is, you know. The way that we eat is by trucks. The way that we travel is by planes and cars and stuff like that. Yeah, so yeah. you need technicians and you need this industry for us to be able to survive. If you wanted to get dirty and work with your hands, if you wanted to wear a white lab coat and work with computers, this is the industry for you. And I find it so fascinating that our young people don't really get an idea. We don't have a great reputation. And thank God you're doing what you're doing, Jennifer, to corral these students to come to an event like this. Well, we say, you know, the, these are no longer blue collar, but new collar careers. Right. Have you looked under the hood recently? You know, grease monkey be gone. So the reality is these are computers on wheels. There's over 100 million lights of code in your cars. So it is. It's become a STEM a career. We just released yesterday a tech force, their, our annual supply and demand report. And over the next five years, auto, diesel, collision and aviation combined will need one million new entrant techs just to keep up with demand. But, you know, last year alone, our tech schools only graduated, like in auto, 29,000 students. Clearly, we need to start building, you know, the pipeline and letting young people know that this is a prosperous and thriving industry. So if you're listening and you've heard me put my soapbox up, we've done shows on speaking to fifth graders. We've done shows on internships, the big picture program. Any internship you can possibly think, we've done shows on apprenticing. We know the vendors that are doing apprenticing. If we can't fill our ranks with the technicians that exist today, if you're not building a great company, paying great benefits and good wages, then you're gonna suffer. But be part of the fact that you can help us recruit from the youngest people that we have. And I think that's the strategy. That's it. And that's why I have Keyshawn with us today is because he's a prime example of a young person who is passionate about this industry. He's working hard, going to school. But, you know, he came to Tech Force and we're able to provide scholarships and support and bring him to something like Apex. And, you know, his eyes are like big saucers looking around at all this. But, you know, that's about connecting and he's networking and meeting folks like you. And, and that's what makes it real. And right, Keyshawn, I mean... Yeah, I've been able to meet CEOs. I've been able to meet high executives in companies. Um, I've been able to meet a bunch of manufacturers that produce parts that I use, you know, to service vehicles and stuff like that. And I think it's very important that students like myself get a representation of what it's like to be in this industry and what is needed for us to keep pushing forward. You know, Tech Force was able to give out 1.6 million in scholarships last year to students just like me. Uh, luckily, I was able to get some of that money. And since they've been founded, they've given out $17 million. You know, I don't know personally too many other companies that are nonprofit foundations, very similar to this company, that is able to do that and help students like me achieve their dreams. And furthermore, they not only did they help me get scholarships and help me get funding for school, uh, they also hired me to help them recruit more students like me to get into these service-based industries, jobs, and educate more students. You know, they educated me, so I'm, I'm paying it forward. I can educate more students on what's needed to get them to the next I've level. I've known you for 15 minutes, 
And I'm going to say, Jennifer, great hire. I mean, right? Well, I mean, I always laugh. It's like, you know, who wants to listen to me? I'm a mom and, you know, I'm not necessarily the one that's going to inspire them to go into the career. And that's where Tech Force is really trying to be about Gen Z, you know, for Gen Z. So the Tech Force network and our app was all designed by Gen Zers and it's gamified and they've got seasons where you can, you know, climb up the leaderboard and win gift cards and tools. But it's also being able to put Facebook is like Keyshawn out there so that the young people are like, this is cool. I can see myself in this industry. And so we call him one of our five fixers. And uh, it's just nice to have that voice resonate. And I think industry needs to do more of that, is to listen to the young people, listen to these aspiring techs about what they need, what they're looking for in this industry, and that's going to help attract them. I think the biggest thing with that, too, is that the foundation has been able to network and bring all of not only manufacturers, but companies and students, and they're bridging that gap between the manufacturers, the jobs, and all of these students. Like I meet students from across the country, you know, pursuing similar trades throughout from the network. Um, and we call it the network because it's like the website that keeps us all connected, you know what I mean? I love the fact that they provided something that is not only appealing for us, you know, that we want to play a game, we want to go to different events, you get points for stuff like that, and it allows you to just keep growing and educating yourself. I call them engagement points, yeah. right? Because that's the whole point, engage apply for a scholarship. So many kids are like, oh, I'll never get it. And it's like, no, this is 1.6 million only for students who are going to tech schools, who are aspiring technicians. You're not competing with kids going off to colleges and other things. It's for you. So apply. So Lisa, he dropped a really big number before. $1.6 million in scholarships. Did you have anything to do with that? Uh, well, just a little. <laughs> <laughs> so I sit here and I listen to Jen and Keyshawn talk about some of the ways that we've engaged with students and my role in this organization is to find the money to support these programs. I mean, we're raising money to support students like Keyshawn. Who would not want to invest in that future? We look to find individuals, foundations, businesses that want to get behind this and want to support these students and help them reach their dreams. And like Keyshawn said, pay it forward and fill that gap that we all need to keep America rocking and rolling. Like you say, you're helping students like me, but you're also helping yourself because without students like me and guys that work in the field like me, you wouldn't get your food, you wouldn't get, you know, to travel the way you do, you wouldn't get to drive the way, the cars that you want, you know, it's, it's yeah, you're helping me, but you're also helping yourself. Well, sure. and that's it, and that's the point. You can do well by doing good. Absolutely. And so this industry, we need them to lean in because it is the cancer eating away at this industry. The shortage and not being able to hire technicians, what does an empty bay cost your business? Individuals, right? There's so many people who come to us and say this industry, whether it's auto, collision, diesel, aviation, you name it, because we do cross all sectors. It's been good to me. I want to, again, pay it forward. And we at Tech Force want support from everybody. I call it the McDonald's hamburger theory. If everybody threw in a buck, I would have a billion bucks and we could solve this issue. But, you know, you've got to be able to contribute something. So it could be $85 a month. It could be $20 a month. We have been known for being able to get a lot of incredible corporate partners. But we're really grateful for those corporate partners. But we need the masses, right? Everybody who cares about technical education and the skill trades, 
And uh, in the end of the day, not every kid has to go to a four-year university. There's different strokes for different folks. There's different pathways to success. And in our country, we've kind of beat up the skill traits and sent everybody down that path to college. And I think the pendulum is swinging. Yeah, that was my next question. Do you all see responsiveness coming from the high school level? Are we finally getting rid of the four-year college paradigm that everyone has to go through it? Because it seems to me that more and more people are realizing if you don't take the responsibility as a counselor and a principal and as, and as a teacher, you're never going to get plumbing and electrical and carpentry. I mean, every industry is short, including what we do to move the world, right? Do you sense that? Well, when we talk to a lot of young people, they're like, you can get me excited about cars, but get my parents and the counselors out of my way. Oh, there you go. There's the answer. Look at this individual right here in Keyshawn, <laughs> who's probably your poster guy. <laughs> I mean that in a very positive way, sir. You should be on every billboard with your hand up saying, I did it. Right. And he's luckily had support. His parents have been supportive, right? And letting Absolutely. you kind of do what you want to do. Absolutely. And, and I think that's the, the biggest thing is that, you know, I had a support system that kind of pushed me to, to go forward. But for students that didn't have that, my biggest piece of advice is just educating yourself, you know, go on job sites and see the demand yourself, you know, um, and then see the time that you have to put in to learn how to be successful in those roles, you know? Once you do that, you'll learn very soon that that's not a big gap, you know? You can be equally successful doing less school and going straight into the workforce and actually being a positive member to society and helping pushing, you know, the world forward. And you don't have to get a, a four-year degree. And of course, you know, I think it's important for, you know, you to get your bachelor's degree. Luckily, when I graduate UTI, I graduate with my associate's degree. So that propels me forward as well. But it's not necessarily needed for you to be happy and make a living for yourself. I have a vision. You know, I have the aftermarket radio network. I think I found my next show sitting in right here in front of me. <laughs> He's amazing. Isn't he? He's amazing. Yeah. I mean, you know, I'm open to everything. I, I, like I said, I, like, I really am passionate about this because it's needed. Like, you know, we can't stress enough that the world is going down in, in some ways and the way for us to pick it back up and push forward is to support the, the next generation. Jennifer made a, a point earlier and she said, you know, she doesn't want to be the voice for all of these things because she's not necessarily is in that light. She's not coming from that realm. Yeah. Um, so seeing somebody like myself that went to school and, and is working towards my goals in career and service-based industries is very important. Representation matters. You are so right on. Because here's this gray-haired guy sitting across <laughs> from you that gets him up my soapbox to my audience, which happens to be technicians, service advisors, but specifically shop owners. Please don't think it's a broken record because it's the passion because I've been around a long time and I see where we're going. We're hearing the stats coming from Jennifer about the million job gap in the next five years. The point that I think he's making that I'm right. feeling and hearing right now, it's got to be a youth movement. That's it. And that's why I say it's by Gen Z for Gen Z. Yeah. Tech Force needs to be the voice of these aspiring technicians because too much in industry I'll hear, you know, oh, these kids don't want to work and they're, you know, it's not true. They are passionate, they're excited, they want to come into this industry, they're just different. And one of the things I'll say to industry is like, do you have a career map? for these young people because this is an information generation, right? They're gaming. They want to know what do I need to do to level up? 
right? Like in a game, like I want to get to the next level and achievement. And so their brains are about, I'm going to Google and find information. Well, they're like, what do I need to do after I've you know learned lube and then I've learned breaks? Now what? And they're just not a generation that's going to work for five years blind, hoping you recognize their hard work and move them up. They want to know that you've got their back and that you're investing in them. So when you hear not me talk, but Keyshawn, you go, oh my God, they are bright. They're passionate. They're smart. And uh, we really need to just kind of give them what they need to be successful. Hey, stop guessing and get working on the next car or the opportunity to buy a second shop. Now, once you can see through the fog of numbers coming at you all day, you use less brain power to make better decisions. Start with reading the gauges on every bay and every tech with Shopware's Capacity Dashboard. Now, it makes it easy to see where you can squeeze in one more repair. Then get an overview of every business metric in your shop. Build your reports your way so the numbers that drive you jump out at you whenever you need them. Even if you add more shops to your operation, all the numbers end up consolidated by location or any way you want to slice and dice them. You're in control every step of the way, customizing as you go. Get a clear view. Get more profits. Get Shopware.com. If you went to Apex 2022, well, then you realize the incredible commitment that Apex has to the service professional. Repair Shop HQ is your place, along with Joe's Garage. With 10 working bays, you experienced real-life working conditions. Also, the best tech companies from tools and repair to management software. They had their latest and greatest just for you. You also attended technical and business management training right inside Repair Shop HQ with the industry's best and brightest. Work is underway to make next year's Apex 2023 have even more product demos, trending training, marketing, and social media support to help you grow your sales and profits. Remember, if you earn your living in the aftermarket, then Apex is the expo for you. Continue listening as we bring you the latest from Apex 2023. Save the date, October 31st through November 2nd, 2023. If you just heard what Jennifer said and you're listening to Keyshawn, the operative two words here are career path. And for the last 80 years, you just come in, you throw your two box in the laneway and you go to work. So many people today want to know what's in it for them. How could they get ahead? What kind of training are you providing? What can my income level be? Are you going to grow? Could I be a shop foreman someday? And that's not selfish and that's not wrong to ask. Exactly. It's bright and it's intelligent. So good for them. Yeah. People don't want jobs today. They want careers. And the word career path is the exact thing that connects your future to the company you're working for. And if not, you're going to go out and find somebody willing to show you what the next five, maybe eight to 10 years looks like your world in their world. Absolutely. I think it's being able to show, uh, and that's why Tech Force, we're really excited right now because we're doing more and more student experiences around the country. So our donors are allowing us to take students to NASCAR races, NHR races, concours, car shows, rallies, you know, air shows, you name it. But these are all events that for those of us who've been in the industry, it's kind of like just another event. But for these young people, 
It's the first time they've ever seen this stuff, and they may not have the means to buy the tickets or to get the VIP access. So Tech Force does that all over the country as works with these local events, and up in the network, we'll put free tickets, and students register, and we just took 250 students to Meekum Auction in Dallas. We had 70 students yesterday from all over Nevada touring with us at Apex. So these are the experiences where they get hands-on, and... Then we bring in industry partners, and that's where you network and start to go, oh, I could get a job with you. I could get a job with you. And it's the rubber hits the road, right? It's that grassroots local meet and greet. Because we do shout from the rafters over internet and social media and all that other stuff, and that's important to tell the story. But then the human interactions meet and greet, there's, not, there's nothing like it. I was going to just say that the, that's the other piece is the connection. You can give a student a scholarship, you can take them to an experience, and you can be one and done. Or you can do like Tech Force and create a network like Keyshawn talked about, where we connect our industry partners, our small businesses with our students throughout these various um, programs that we do. And then you get that connection and that networking. And they don't just get to see what's possible, but they get to talk to some of the people that could make it possible for them. I think one of the biggest things that separates Tech Force from a lot of other companies is the fact that it's a nonprofit organization. So they're not doing this as a corporatized thing. This is not just to make money or take people's money. And for that matter, this is actually about pushing forward and, and making a brighter future for students like me and students that want to grow you know quite frankly um we need it badly um you know we can't strive we can't we talk about numbers all day but when's the last time that you got on a flight and your plane was delayed you know when was the last time you seen cars on the on the side of the highway you know when was the last time you know you seen trucks on the side of the highway you know these things happen every day you know what i mean and so because of that you know it's not just us talking it's not just us saying these things this is the real life this is what's happening every day and if we don't do something about it who will I'm so glad you brought that up, that we're a nonprofit, not trying to get ourselves ahead. We've made a way for every level of industry to be involved. I mean, a small shop can get into our network, can engage with our students for as little as $1,000 a year. Support programs, support techs, get your apprentice opportunities in front of them. There's something here for everyone, but we need everyone to invest in order for us to solve this issue. And by the way, $1,000 a year is less than $100 a month, you know, somewhere around 80 bucks a month or something like that. And as a small business, I get it. You know, finances is tough, you know, and things like that. You got to keep the shop up. But realistically, we, you know, we spend $80 on gas. We spend $80 on, you know, drinks at the bar or whatever the case may be. So um, is that a real hard ask, you know, to be able to support the future? And it's a 100% charitable deduction, right? <laughs> and you get a tax write-off. So, you know, uh, it's the best of both worlds. It helps push forward a little bit, um, and it's helping creating a better future. I'm stunned. I know. I'm like, this guy. I know. I love him. <laughs> because seriously, he's not scripted. This is from his heart. Oh, come heart. on. He's got to be No, not seriously. I'm like laughing because this is the first time we've actually brought Keyshawn out. And we're just floored on his ability to talk from the heart. I think you, know, you truly believe this. You believe in the cause. And it's just so lovely to watch somebody as bright as him just spoo like this. So, it's just <laughs> I'm an ideas person, and I get so wrapped up in the discussion, and I write words down that just come to me when people are speaking. And I wrote the word movement mm -hmm. down. And you're the guy. 
And all I could think about is, can you imagine him walking into a fifth grade class with a couple of cases, maybe even a white lab coat, and taking some tablets and sensors and relays, computer modules, and say, 150 million lines of code somewhere in this stuff. I mean, we're a high-tech business, we're a STEM. And you, as articulate as you are, from where you come from, pass the stuff around in the class and let them, and I've heard that the fifth graders are so impressionable and they're so excited. That's the movement needs to start down low. Kind of, if you will, like in the day where the Zoomobile would go out with the animals, and the, right? We just need the Kishon mobile. <laughs> <laughs> I just think it's also important too because for the younger mind, you know, we have to nurture that. You know, th this is the future. You know, I'm three, three years old. You know, I'll be 40 one day. You know, so I need to make I need to make sure that trust me, it'll happen. <laughs> it's definitely gonna happen sometime. You know what I mean? So I just want to make sure that when that time does come, that I helped in some way. You know what I mean? I yeah. made I made a positive impact. I think, you know, when I originally met Jennifer um, in Tech Force as a whole, they remembered me from over a year ago, you know, and then they came back and, and offered me a position where I could be, you know, pay it forward, you know, do what they did for me to somebody else. So, and I think that's important for us as a community, as a people, just keep paying it forward, you know. Uh, if you got knowledge, if you have experience, if you have education, give that to somebody else. You don't know what that would do for them. You're kind of memorable. I mean, one of the things, we have our STEM career truck here. So the STEM career center, a mobile unit that we can take anywhere and uh, we take it to where the students are. And we built it because I got kind of frustrated every time I'd walk into a, some career fair or show and they would have, here are the STEM careers for the kids. And on the other end of the gymnasium would be automotives. Again, stuck in the other corner. Right. And I'm like, no, we are a STEM careers. And then I also found that we haven't evolved career fairs beyond when I was a kid. It's still a six foot table and a, a flyer. Yep. And that doesn't excite this generation. So we invested in this STEM career center. And I mean, we've got a quick tire change and we've got the port tree for your reaction times and you know, soapbox derbies and just things that are interactive where you can learn why the heck all this stuff that you're learning in school is applicable in life. What does velocity matter? What does Ohm's law matter? What is the metric system? Why do I care? So it's just one of these ways for us to show up with a bigger footprint because industry has to start flexing its muscle that we are huge and not just show up kind of with that chihuahua little six foot table and uh, hope we're going to make an impression. Yeah. So I think it is important and we move that around the country and our partners support us that we're happy to be here at Apex because a company like Autolite is the one who actually funded us, you know, helped pay for the gas, the staff to get us here. And now we're interacting with thousands and thousands of people coming through. Let's spend a few minutes on the STEM mobile. Yeah. You have to be a member. You requested how many months ahead. Does somebody drive it? Do you pick it up? How far do you let it go? I'm from the East Coast. I mean, that's a long way away from where you guys are. Well, it is. And so that might be a little bit more of a hefty sponsorship because the fuel is pretty high right now. Yeah. But we're open to everything. So we're looking at, you know, can we go to Skills USA? Um, and be there at the Central Conference. Uh, we're all over right now the Southwest, so that's why uh, coming to Las Vegas, uh, Arizona, Southern California, New Mexico, those things are easy for us. Uh, we just look for where we can really reach thousands of students at once and maximize that opportunity. So if we can get enough money together, yeah. Lisa, 
you could have three or four of these around the country. We could. I mean, like I said before, everything that we do is dependent on people investing in our mission and investing in our students like Keyshawn. So unless the funding comes in, we can't move out. I love that. Wow. I'm going to go and look at the STEM mobile. It's here, right? The STEM center is here. The yeah, STEM center is here. Absolutely. I mean, it opens up. It can be a 2,000 square foot exhibit or we can take pieces of it and just even end up in a 10 by 10 or a 10 by 20 booth. So it's very flexible. I just think it's impressive because it, it's all about engagement, which goes back to you know Tech Force's motto. That's why we built the Tech Force network online and the app. And we give points for engagement because we want to stay with these students. It's not, as Lisa said earlier, it can't be just a one and done. You have to take students to these events. You have to give them a scholarship, but you have to stay with them. And our joy is being able to say, hey, we've met this student when they were in high school. Then they came back and they got a scholarship. Then they come back and we see them getting an apprenticeship and their first job and their second job, and then they're paying it forward. So it really is that life cycle of being truly altruistic, of saying we're here to help people, but to stay with them through that pathway. Have you done any measurements on the effect that the STEM mobile has when you are out there? Are you, does it collect a lot of curious young people? Are they ultimately looking to say, I, I want a career path here? Because you're investing a ton of money and time What's coming back to well, you? What we're able to do is when we roll in with the STEM Career Center, right, we're also able to communicate with the schools all around the vicinity. And then they're bringing their classrooms and their students to that event that we're at. Right. So that way, all of a sudden, we're not just sitting in some expo, you know, onesie twosies. We're there and it becomes kind of the anchor. And so that's why, again, like I said, we brought all of these students yesterday. We had lunch. We had a VIP tour. So it's really kind of an anchor point that serves that ability to roll into a town. But then we connect with all of those schools and we say, we're going to be here. How do we create, I guess, a bigger opportunity when the STEM truck rolls into a community to connect with all of those aspiring techs? If I was a sponsor or a member of Tech Force and I'm an independent shop owner, do I know that it's there and can I go hang out in the booth? Well, that's what we, we love. We love volunteers as a nonprofit. So when we roll into a community, we outreach. We have a volunteer engagement coordinator and she's contacting all of our partners, our donors. We had one of our donors, Steve, out here yesterday. He's just passionate. So he's working the booth and he loves to sit there and, you know, have the students competing on the port tree and, you know, changing the quick tire lube. And it's just fun for him to see our mission in action. And that's how we then also make those connections and give them an opportunity to interact and meet these students. I think it's also important too because the STEM truck is eye-catching. You know, it's not just a random box truck. It has all of our donors and sponsors, or most of them for that matter, um, on the truck. So you can kind of get a visual representation. Um, there's a TV connected to it. So, you know, we're constantly showing what we're actually doing. And I think, you know, if you are a donor or want to be a donor, it's important for you to see where your money is going, yeah. you know, um, and how it's able to affect and help other people. So the STEM truck is everything. But, you know, the STEM truck is just that one piece of the pie. I think the one that we're most proud of uh, because it can reach everybody everywhere is the Tech Force Network. So you go to techforce.org, you create a profile. It's always free. There's never a charge for students or working techs or schools. 
And it's kind of that hub where you can find all the resources. So there's resources that TechForce has, like our $1.6 million in scholarships. But we also connect you to any other scholarship we can find out there. Because, you know, like Ishan said, we don't have a dog in the fight. We're just here to help. As we find all of these resources, as we find events, as we get free tickets, you know, where you put that up there. And what we love about it is I'll even get calls from homeschoolers who are like, this is a way for me to engage my kid. And my kid is one who, you know, school wasn't working for him or her. And so now they're homeschooling and they now can come. And so we've taken a lot of those students to a Barrett Jackson, to an Apex, to a, you know, a race. And they're getting that education and connecting in a way that I don't know that anybody would have found them had you not used IT and the internet to reach them. Skills. You've not been there yet? Oh, we, well, we've been there. I mean, obviously we go, but we've not brought the STEM truck there. Not brought the STEM truck. No, Got but it. obviously yeah. we're a good partner of Skills USA. Love that organization. Okay. But it's the same thing, which is, you know, they've got 40,000 students on auto and diesel. So we always are talking about what can we do to continue to find the resources for those students so they know, you know, they know more. And that when they go on, we don't lose touch with them. So it is kind of that continuum of taking organizations like Skills that is doing so much, but continuing that conversation. Let's just go around the room. If there's anything else that you wanted to cover, Lisa, anything, any final? Sure. So one of the things that we didn't mention, we talked about scholarships, we talked about events, we talked about the STEM truck. We also do grants for those in-between moments. Life happens. Yep. So Keyshawn's at school and his car breaks down and can't get back and forth. Financially disadvantaged moments where they might choose to drop out. And so we're there for them. We remain with them through their journey. We get them to the finish line. And we're seeing that our students that we support, we're seeing an 89% retention rate in school compared to like a 66% national average. So we know that what we're doing is working for them. So I think it's important to know that, again, we're not just a one-hit wonder. We're taking them from the time that they're exploring what career options are available and introducing uh, those to them all the way through to their placement into a job. And so, again, those are areas where donors can get engaged and help us fund those opportunities. And look for everyone, every other industry that's skilled trades, they're reaching out doing the same thing. Well, and we got to get in line, make some noise. And your listeners, of course, industry very much, Carm. And I don't know what other word to use. I mean, I'm flabbergasted. It's shocking. It's depressing. The number one application we get for a Life Happens Emergency Grant, you know what it is for? No. Car repair. I mean, the irony is so thick. Here are these students trying to learn to become technicians, but they don't yet know how to fix everything, or they don't have the dollars for all the parts. So now they go out and their car doesn't start or they've got a problem and they need the money to fix the car. The second biggest reason they're applying to us is for tires. So they go out, a tire's flat, they're bald, whatever, and now I need new tires. I don't have the cash. Do I pay my rent or do I get my tires? And then we're forcing them, meaning industry, to go and get tires at rack rate somewhere God only knows or to some auto shop to get repaired instead of, again, 
embracing it where tech force can get them tires at cost or to send them to a repair shop to get it done well and right without necessarily breaking their backs. So tech force pleads with, you know, industry to say, come be a part of that solution. Help us with some of these resources. It doesn't always have to be a cash donation. It could be in kind. You know, just get us tires at cost so that I can send that student to you and uh, let them wear your brand. So these are the types of things that, you know, I just say I need industry to lean in and be part of this solution because that irony is so thick. But when the student has to make a choice between food and rent or repairing their car, they need to get to school. They want to keep and maintain that 100% attendance record and they need to get to their job or literally, pun intended, the wheels fall off yeah. and they drop out. I'm speechless. Really, I am. I'm sitting here knowing that the grants are for repairs and tires of the students' vehicles and they're going to school for automotive. Yep. <laughs> and if that doesn't sink in with you, my listener, and do something to your heart and your checkbook or to sign up for this, or to realize if you're part of any high school or post-secondary training, stop to realize that there may be something as interesting as getting a vehicle fixed so the student could either do the internship or go to school. It's the rawest form of support you could give. It's a brilliant idea on how we can help, but you're right, the irony is thicker than the noise in this room. <laughs> That's right. Lisa, I would love if you would just touch a few minutes on our diversity and inclusion initiative. Sure. So another aspect that's really important to Tech Force is bringing diversity into this industry. You know, we've got within the automotive industry, less than 3% of females work as technicians. And there's 52% of the population that is female. Well, if you're looking at a gap, that's a huge audience for you to engage. We've got students, uh, female students who we've helped get into school, get into their career, that have shared, you know, the support system that we have been able to provide through our Women Techs Rocks program has enabled them to kind of be inspired and see what's possible and also to know that somebody else has done it. So if you can see it, you can be it, right? And so we try to put out there that there are, anybody can do this. Anybody that wants to work with their hands, that wants to be in these high demand STEM careers can do it and we're there to help and we're there to help industry understand some of the complications, some of the challenges that, you know, diverse audiences run into and help industry know how to, you know, bridge that gap as well. So that's a big initiative, I would say, for us to make sure that we're promoting and supporting and um, bringing some thought leadership around. I'm thrilled to hear it. I can't do enough episodes with female shop owners, female technicians, the spouses of the shop owners and the influence that they have. I mean, we got some really cool stuff planned, but the shop owner of the year, the female shop owner of the year from Women in Auto Care is Christy Hudson. And this afternoon she's getting her award, so this episode will come out after that. You should hear Christy's story about college and how she was told that she was in the wrong class she kept getting failing grades when the people around her didn't even show up and hand in their homework and they were passing just so that they could get her out of the automotive class. It's a heartwarming story. It's an emotional story. And she kept pushing through. And her and her husband and her brother-in-law own three shops, 110 employees. The shop owner, is a female shop owner of the year, just keep hammering away. We did an excellent episode last week 
with a female shop owner in, in Vermont. Demony. Yeah, Demony. Girlington Garage. And how and why she started because of how she was taken care of, where she got her, her vehicle repaired and how bad the experience was. I think we're growing up in our industry. I think we're realizing this, but there's still some granite we have to drill through. And I think making the connections, the stories that our ladies share really help make the connection between there's, you can say that you're diverse. You can say that you reach out to female automotive technicians or aviation technicians, but until you understand the specific challenges, like having a uniform that fits a woman versus a man's uniform, like having a room to change in versus being in the guy's locker room. I mean, these are the investments that industry needs to make to make it a welcoming, you know, industry for females. So that's some of the things that we're bringing to light and making those connections so that those ladies have interaction with one another and can learn from each other and, and be inspired by one another to keep going and to keep doing you know, what it is they want to do. Thank you so much for bringing that up. Appreciate that. Uh, Keyshawn, final uh, word. I just want to touch on the fact that in order for us to be successful as technicians, we have to go to school, right? And sometimes it's not necessarily feasible because of how much it costs to get certified um, in these roles to where, so when we do go get in the career, we can fix equipment properly and one and done kind of thing. And so if you are at all interested, I urge you to think about this. Aviation mechanics have more lives in their hands than doctors uh, on a daily basis. You know, truck drivers have more lives in their hands on a daily basis than doctors in some in some instances because of the fact that we as a country rely on these modes of transportation so much and in order for us to keep pushing forward in order for us to keep living the way we do we need like it's not even a want we need to make a way um, a more uh, uh, obtainable way for technicians to get certified and to get the right training uh, to get right education um, for them to be built up the right way. We need that, and it, it's so desperately needed in this in this world and this industry. And it's very important to see women doing the same thing that I'm doing because they can. You know, I urge the listeners and people alike to very to consider these things. You know, and consider you know what you want your child to grow up in if you have one, the world that you want them to live in, if you want them to be able to fly across the country, across the world, you know, you need guys like me, you need guys like, and it's not even about, it's not about us or me personally, it's about the world, you know, these are the industries that we live off of, this is what we survive off of, this is how we get our food, this is how we, you know, take care of our sick, this is, you know, this is what the world needs, so I just urge you guys to just consider these things and help out, you know, of course we want you to help out Tech Force, but if not Tech Force alone, help out any industry that is lacking in education, in employees, in workforce. Help out any way you can because that's the best way for us to keep pushing forward. Okay, I'm hooked. Where do I sign up? <laughs> Techforce.org. Wow. Are you going to run for president next year? I'd rather be an aviation mechanic. So I'll Damn. work on planes. Um, All right. Maybe when I'm 40. Maybe he'll work on Air Force One. Maybe. <laughs> Keyshawn Smith going to UTI. Great spokesperson for Techforce. Lisa Evans, the chief development officer, the lady who brings in all the money. And of course, Jennifer Mahar, executive director of Tech Force. Thanks, guys. Appreciate you being here. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.
Thanks for being on board to listen and learn from the premier automotive aftermarket podcast. Until next time.